So beautiful, Sarah Soundcheck. Aw, thank you. Good morning. Good morning. And she's brought a friend with her, Maya from Willem Park. That's Hello. how we're going to introduce her. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how are y'all doing today? Hey, pretty good. Happy to be here. Oh, I'm feeling great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're going to switch it up. We got a little poetry, right? Yes, sir. And we got an actual upcoming event. When is that? So the show is September the 10th at the Towngate Theater at 8 p.m. At the Towngate Theater, located in Centerwilla? Yes. All right, how'd you get, how'd you come about that theater? Well, you know, uh, how it really all started, and I, I brought, you know, myself, who's been in it from the beginning, and then you, but then Maya's kind of our newest addition. She hasn't performed in a show yet. So what happened was, um, I, I think I can credit a lot to Mark Harshman, who's the current poet laureate of the state of West Virginia, but he's from Marshall County. Oh. And so he uh, started having, you know, more poetry events around the area. The Towngate Theater themselves has poetry events. So I went to a, a poetry event at the Towngate Theater, and afterwards they had an open mic. And it was an event where they just read other people's poetry, okay. and they sat in a chair and they read it from a book. And so during open mic, uh, I got up and I performed a slam poetry piece that I'd written. And so, you know, with slam poetry, you write it, you perform it, you don't read it from a book. And afterwards, uh, Tim Thompson, who's the director of the Towngate Theater, was just kind of blown away. And he was so excited about kind of this new version of poetry. And, and on the whim kind of said, what would happen if we gave you a show? Uh, and so from there we started talking and we decided on one show, one date, uh, that went so well that it's now in the catalog at Ogilvy Institute four times a year we have that. So that's, that's how it happened. I didn't know that. I'm part of the show. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. And Maya, how did you get into poetry? So one of my friends, Michaela Carney, who just is recently going to college. Um, oh, uh, Michaela. She's. Yeah. 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 Oh man. She's. So oh. amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's one of my best friends from high school, and she invited me and a couple people to come and see her perform. And I've always been interested in poetry. It's been one of my favorite things to just do when I'm all stressed. And I heard that they were going to have an open mic, and I got so excited because I've never performed my poetry for people. Uh. And so I took that opportunity and here I am <laughs> that's awesome man. yeah I, I remember you actually coming up and doing the open mic set and uh you ever uh like what, what was the steps because I know Michaela's writing and hers hers is like <laughs> re like really really deep they you know mm -hmm. kind of weaves in and out and you know what I mean she brings in things so or things that normal people wouldn't talk about. Like one time she like referenced, or she did a metaphor where she referenced being thrown away like a cigarette button. It was like, what? it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like you know? And uh, what about Isha? You ever, you ever uh, 
right well well most of my poetry is inspired by a lot of like past religious um things with my family because i grew up in a really religious household and i tried to take away from that lessons and it kind of shows up in my poetry a lot and i'm very inspired by the people i've experienced in my life relationships oh. and whatnot so really yeah. I, I think uh and me and sarah talked about this like i'm a really big huge fan of like teen, teen. poetry <laughs> <laughs> i love teen poetry like it's so dark and there's always like a shadow and yeah. there's always shadows like <laughs> and, and, and then there's like a window that you yeah. know if you, they always look at me i love teen poetry it's like the world is like <laughs> so much on their shoulders and then you know five years from now they're looking at it like you know <laughs> it wasn't so bad <laughs> you know are you uh deep and dark like that do you have like deep and dark poetry like that i definitely think i do whether or not i share some of that uh, I'm still having trouble opening up, but I definitely have some undertones of that because I, I am a teen. Yeah, I'm a teen, <laughs> and I like to be dramatic. So. I have to say though, I don't know if you've noticed, Claudel, about about our show though. Speaking of teen poetry, it seems to attract though, at least as far as open mic goes, a lot of young people. Yeah, open mic does. Yeah, open mic does. Open mic. Uh, I mean, at least from the the couple that I've seen, like seems to attract like the the high schoolers and the and the teens, and mm -hmm. and I, it's so like different from the show too, man. Because we'll do the show and we have you know our themes are here and there, and then you get them and they're just like you know so dark, <laughs> the clouds are just moving over, <laughs> but I love it, man. Like the way they like weave their metaphors and everything is so it's so I, I don't want to say it's. It's in a box, but outside of a box, you know, it's like everyone's going through their own pain. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's alone. But I remember our first show, there was a 13-year-old boy that performed at open mic. Was there? Yeah. There was. And then there were a couple other young people. And then, then that was our first show. Then I mean, we've only had two shows. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but our second show, then we had, like, a whole bunch of high school students. Right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the first show. Um, open mic at another show right after that show so I didn't get a chance to do you remember the little boy's name I believe his name was Adam Adam mm -hmm. from from just the Ohio Valley Adam. I wonder if he's still Ohio, like writing Ohio Valley Adam 13 years there old there you go there you go <laughs> Michaela you got some poetry for us though Maya or, I'm <laughs> sorry Maya we were just talking about Michaela Maya yeah would you like me to perform one? Oh yeah yeah do you need to stand up? Do you need to like? Oh, uh, I'm good. <laughs> so, um, this is actually a poem I wrote for class, and it's based on a famous poem called Chicago, uh -huh. but I wrote it for Wheeling. All right, pull the mic up to you a little bit. Okay. There you go. Friendly city, vacant buildings, ocean of avenues, an empty lot, childhood home. They tell me you are filled with lost hope, and I believe them, for I roam you on a lazy Sunday with barren lanes. And they tell me you are lingering smoke of a blazing past, and I respond, yes. I have seen the fire in my grandfather's eyes, and after replying in such a way, I turn to them and say, show me another city with pride as deep as the river flowing through it, taken aback with traditions, symphonies scattered in daydreams of students, constructing a future as bright as a festival of lights, 
chanting, reminiscing, reconstructing, chasing, capturing, chasing, a dream of a child resting, grass stains in the crook of their neck as swing creaks, a dream of a bluebird resting, tree branches in bloom, laughing with the busy streets, industrial lighting illuminating my steps, my father cursing at the wind, traffic in sync with my crooked footsteps, chasing. Chasing this dream of illuminating, cursing, chaotic, crooked hope in my friendly city, our vacant buildings, this drifting ocean of avenues, empty lot, my childhood home. Nice. <laughs> nice. It's so, like, introspective. It's like, <laughs> you know? Like, I think, I think that's, ah, I think that's the, the thing about, like, teen poetry. It's like, so like, this is what I'm feeling right now. <laughs> like, listen, this is what I'm feeling, damn it. <laughs> but I think that what's so interesting about our show is that we do have all those different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. And different, I mean, writing styles, different performing styles. I mean, I think, I mean, Michaela and Maya, I think are the closest thing we probably have to, I, I think. Like what I would call like poetry. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Just the way they write and, and the way it sounds. Mine are more like short stories. I mean, once in a <laughs> while, mine will rhyme or have meter or those sorts of things. Um, yeah. Um, I think my favorite one still from you is the, the um, oh, dog. Uh, <laughs> in defense of my dog. Yeah, in defense of my dog. <laughs> yeah. I like that one. Like that. That's the one that resonates <laughs> with me. I don't. I don't know. And you got some dark stuff too. I do. You, you, I can go there. Yeah. 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 You. You. You've been there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'm like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. In defense of my dog, though, is like one of my one of my top ones. There. I don't know why that one like. It seems like the best ones are the ones that just come. For me, mostly out of anger. So <laughs> so that one just wrote itself. I didn't have to. I didn't have to sit down and think about that one. See that. See that's what it is. It's it like was a reaction, is what it was. I think. Uh, do you do you use poetry as a release, Maya? For sure, and it definitely came from this past year. Um, I definitely found it as my safety, if that makes any sense. Um, I went through some heartbreak is oh. I guess teen girls would say <laughs> well, well well listen now you're on a podcast right yeah and I know because I know teen poetry <laughs> I know you got like two or three poems about that oh for sure and guess what <laughs> like there's a couple thousand people that could hear it right now if you want to oh if you want to oh, a I'd love to you know what I heard a story of uh, Katy Perry performing at her hometown and her uh, ex-boyfriend popping up oh you know what I mean? Mm. Like, jeez, Louise, that hurt. Yeah, but uh, her ex boyfriend so she had to do the song with her ex-boyfriend in the crowd. <laughs> and That's like the best revenge. Right, and she's, like, pointing at him, like, hey, I remember I used to date you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's funny. So are you, uh, what I'm saying, well, I guess, does he, is he in band and stuff? Or one of those um, I've had a couple this past year, and <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're both off to college right now. Really? And... Let's just say one of them still, ch even though I, I'm nowhere about it, but <laughs> they, they still hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, you're on the up and up. You're right now on the fastest growing podcast in the Ohio Valley. Oh, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're, ju they're just going to college. 
They're just, yeah, yeah. it's fine. I, I seen a thing the other day, and the dude was like, I got four kids, best case scenario, one goes to college. Worst case scenario, they all go to college. It's <laughs> 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 like, you know. <laughs> oh, man. So are you, do you plan to go to school for writing or music or well, anything like that? right now I'm between two majors, mm -hmm. uh, photography and marine biology. And I know that has nothing to do well, with phot <laughs> photography. You can take it. pictures under the water. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Probably yeah. photography is a type of art. Yeah. It's been one of my favorite hobbies since around eighth grade. I have like a whole business and everything. I do senior photos, conceptual photos. Do you? Yeah. Well, what's Very the name of the business? Nice. Uh, just Maya Huggins Photography for the well, time being. Well, <laughs> where can they reach at? Um, Right now, I have my Instagram, Chronicles of Maya, <laughs> and <it laughs> anyone can reach me through there. That's where I get most of my business from since I post photos. Okay. And um, well from there, that's basically just where I go. All right, spell out, spell out that Instagram name for the people listening. C-H-R-O-N-I-C-L-E-S-O-F-M-A-Y-A. Chronicles and of Maya. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. So if you need those pictures taken, hit up Maya. And she'll take care of you. What do you what type of photography do you do? Um, I really do anything, but I've mostly been doing senior photos, which started with some of my friends when they were graduating and I was first getting into it. Um, I do conceptual photography because that's what I wanna go into, which is more artsy and portraits and um then I also do uh I've done couple shoots, maternity shoots. I'd love to do some family shoots. Maternity shoots? Yeah, I took this girl's photos right before she was about to have a baby. <laughs> I don't know, it's, it's really cool to see a couple interact with each other in such an important time. Wait, 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 because I've been through that time and, and <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, just somebody in the, like you were taking pictures of the labor or? No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> okay. This was, um, like a month before she was about to have them. Okay. Mm. All right. I couldn't imagine, like, someone taking pictures at no. a time like that. Like, I was already losing my mind. No, I, I do things with, like, their ultrasounds, and, um, like, they'll, like, hold it up in front of the stomach and, like, little baby shoes and everything. It's really cute. That really? Yeah. Do you have, like, um, like, fil you use filters and stuff like that and different? Um, I do a lot of natural light photography and then I have software that came with my camera where I edit out the shadows and everything and I can do a lot of blemish cover up and everything. But I try to stay away from filters because I feel like it loses the true effect of the photo. Now, um, what I've learned about photography is that, I mean nowadays if you go on like my Facebook you'll <laughs> of me there's never like a, just a regular picture it's always like colored or yeah you know there's shadows and all that stuff so I mean I can you know pretty much create any idea that I'm thinking of right now do you think like that's the future photography because I mean photography <laughs> every year is getting more and more abstract and there's definitely like a central theme each year because I've noticed since I've been with it for about five years it's always changing and upgrading like yeah, like it's just so amazing to watch and that's why I love this like the cheesy saying like a picture says a thousand words because it's just amazing how much you can just capture in just one moment and like I've been learning more and more about the process of it um, and really when you snap a photo 
you're literally snapping a moment in time. Like light can never capture that again, exactly like that. And that's what I just love about it. <laughs> Man, that's tight. That, 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 that never. Jeez. <laughs> what about you, Sarah? Are you gonna do anything else besides like poetry and doing the whole teaching thing? Because I mean, you're like you're Sarah Soundcheck. <laughs> I mean, I, I I try to you know promote local artists, so that's something I like to do in my free time. Uh, I mean, I have lots of ideas that just haven't taken off, but I think I think they should. Like, I wanna. Um, <laughs> My main, my main one is I want to start a YouTube show <laughs> about my pets <laughs> called Real House Pets of the OV. Oh, like I that's love it. See? <laughs> uh, but, I don't, uh, but I don't know how to do any of that stuff. So, no. So, really, I just stick to writing because that's all I really know <laughs> how to do. I don't know how to do anything video-related or picture-related. I'll yeah. help you out. Okay. <laughs> you know what's crazy is seeing is how, like, cats are the most watched thing on YouTube. Yeah. Oh my goodness, a dog. You have a cat? I have a cat and a dog and a, and a snake. And a snake? Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, that just makes the snake the villain. It's just, you know, <laughs> it just, it, it does. The natural does. villain, yeah. 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 Or, uh, you know, or the cat, actually. You know, maybe the snake and the dog is working together. And then the snake <laughs> snakes them. And you know what I mean? Like, I can see this all happening. See, we have a plot already. Right. And then they can all, like, bite each other on a reunion show at the end of the season. <laughs> you know, I, I, I got it. I'll, I'll help you write the script. Okay, let's do it. You know, we'll figure out how to train dogs and cats and snakes to act. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's some. Like, some I don't know how to do voiceovers to give them. Vo I mean, I just need to learn a lot. You're in of, a studio. Of things. I know. I know. You're, you're, you're in a, a studio right now. <laughs> we can do voiceovers for anything. <laughs> you know? And then, um, why a YouTube show? Like, I, I mean, I because I, I, I don't have any type of budget, <laughs> so I feel like YouTube is the way to go with that. Yeah. Hey, there's 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 like uh, people like that are known. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like I want to get to a point to where like people just hate me just for being me, like a Kim Kardashian. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I give Kim mad respect because. I'm not saying she can't be talent talentless like she has to have s some sort of sense and some sort of you know what I mean like she has to know what's going on to be Kim Kardashian and everyone's like well she just she's just famous for being famous and doing and I'm like no mm -hmm. she didn't get there just from like she's a great businesswoman right she had to make business decisions and maybe that was up to you know Chris Jenner to make for her but she had to get her butt up out of bed at four o'clock in the morning to make it to those photo shoots and and you know what I mean uh become Kim Kardashian West <laughs> now what is she like is it hyphenated I don't know I don't know I don't, I don't know Kim Ye there we go there yeah, we go yeah so I mean, like, um, mad respect. It's like um, that's yeah, how famous well, I want to be. It's like I want to be to that point. I just want to walk around and be famous for being Claudel. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm yeah. Like, well, I remember, like, in when I was in high school, the the kind of person, the Kim Kardashian of that time was Paris Hilton. Uh, yeah. And so I remember the same thing. I remember thinking, I don't know why she's famous, but at the same time, I watched her show. <laughs> right, right. So. Oh, what so. about Jersey Shore? Oh, yeah. Oh, that was such a big deal when I was in middle school. Jersey Shore? Yeah. Like, the people try to talk like Paulie? Yeah, like, <laughs> everyone. Everyone was trying. Uh, trying to have the snooky hair. That was the big thing. That was the mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. I was like, I was sitting in my house like, this will never happen. <laughs> That'll never work here. <laughs> that was happening. That was yeah. happening in the valley. Really? For sure. <laughs> no. 
I mean, because, well, maybe I'm old. They literally just get paid to live on the beach and just get trashed and have, like, I just... That's the life right there. Right. right. I mean, I, I thought you was about to be like, see? I'm like, no, no. That, that, <laughs> like, if someone walked in this room right now, laid a contract down on, was like, live in this beach house next to these bars and this little party that happens at least once a week, you know, and just be you. Just be you every now and then, fall down, act like you're drunk, you know? Like, <laughs> I totally do. I totally, I totally do that. By the way, we're going to give you, you know, a couple hundred million dollars in endorsement deals. Freaking <laughs> ah. Like, that's what I want to do. I want to get famous enough to where, like, I can just announce that I'm having a baby. And then, like, I have, like, diapers pouring in through the mail and, like, a, a baby. You know, I want to get that famous. Like, I don't need to walk out to Walmart and have everybody mob me. I just need to be famous enough to get free stuff. Yeah. yeah. I try to slide it into my poems every once in a while, how much I like Reese cups. <laughs> <laughs> but it hasn't worked. Like, nobody's given me any yet. You can't eat a Reese cup before the poetry show. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, just help put it out there that I like them. So maybe, no. like, fans will. No. See? <laughs> see where the sidewalk ends. It's uh, oh, yeah. the king gate, the peanut butter. and the See, you can't do that. Yeah. You gotta be prepared. <laughs> it's lemon water and apple juice. <laughs> you know this. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, uh, Maya, is this your first show? Is this going to be your first show, September yes. 10th? Yes, I'm so excited. <laughs> are you? How many are you going to do? Um, I'm hoping to at least get four in, four or five. I, ha I have plenty ready. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, three, four, five. And um, who's all going to be in this show? Uh, so the th so myself, Maya, you, uh, mm. Shermaine, um, Samantha, who also performed at Open Mic after our second show. That was the redhead? Yep. Yeah. Hopefully Lacey, but I, I haven't heard from her. Yeah, how's she doing? I don't know. Huh. I haven't heard from her for, for a bit. And also, uh, I'm hoping to pull in the Black Student Union from Wheeling Jesuit University. They hold poetry slams on the campus. So I'm hoping to pull them into our show, but they—they're—I think they don't—they don't come back until Monday. So <laughs> oh, really? once they're back on campus, I'm going to be knocking on their door. Right, right. I remember I tried to do a show at Jesuit, and I'm going to just put this out there. This was like not a good moment for me, and I tried to do this show at Jesuit, and I forgot. Well, I didn't forget, but I thought like the summer school people were still there, mm -hmm. but this just happened to be on the one week that they got a chance to go home, so nobody was at school. <laughs> And I had planned it to be like, okay, we're gonna throw this show, we're gonna fill at least most of this up with the with the student. Nope, didn't, <laughs> nope, didn't, yeah. didn't happen at all. There was like five people there. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it happens. I mean, one out of like fifty-five I've done. So I mean, my ratio's still good. Yeah, it's still, it's still good. You know, um, are you nervous? Um. Well. I don't really get nervous public speaking, mm -hmm. but... Are you on the speech team? I was for a year. Okay. Not really my forte. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little too structured for me, but I mean, people who love it, love it. Like, they do great at it. My son loves it. Oh, I yeah. think he wanted to join last year. Or yeah. I, did he? Was he on it last year? Uh, I, yeah, I think he wanted to join last year. Did he? He freaking... He wants to be a lawyer, and he just likes to talk. <laughs> I love like to write. I love that as aspect of it, but... It was just all the structure and rules. I don't. I don't like being constricted. <laughs> right. But but Wheeling Park kind of has a monopoly on. Oh, for the, sure. How many years in a row now? Thirty-seven. Uh, yeah. Thirty-seven. They're like the champions. Thirty-seven years in a row, or something like We're that. We're like 
the dream team. For what? Speech. For speech? speech team, yeah. Why doesn't ESPN know about this? <laughs> like, like they made movies about the great debate. I mean, that was a different aspect. I mean, I totally, but I'm just saying, like, this could have 30 what? 37. So is there any school that comes close to that? Is there any, is that um, a record? Maybe in another state, but in West Virginia, like, we're holding the record for that. You're not only holding it, but advancing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, right. In, in, so, I mean, y'all go into every speech competition. What, what makes, what, what sets Willing Park, Willing Park aside from, let's say, uh, John Marshall or what, are, what other schools? Well, uh, well, name, well like Lindsley. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what schools have speech teams. I don't know. Lindsley. Um, I'm pretty sure Weir High School. Um, Huntington has a couple or maybe one. Um, I think there's one in Charleston. Uh, I know we go to a competitions in Pittsburgh a lot. Really? Yeah. And so those are when a lot of schools are there. And that's from all over West Virginia, Pennsylvania, like everything. What sets Willing Park apart from those schools enough to win 37 in a row? Because 37 in any competition, sport, um, is is speech a sport? Academic. <laughs> academic yeah. is that yeah. a, like uh, academic sport? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, freaking in in like field it's, hockey. It's unheard right? of. Yeah, yeah. It's like thirty thirty. I'm thinking like thirty seven. Like you can't beat me thirty thirty seven <laughs> times in a game of Monopoly. Like just that's not happening. Like eventually I'm gonna be like nah. So I mean, what 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 what's that's willing park um, apart? Our students are so dedicated. Like I've never seen more dedicated people in my life. Like it's like every hour where they aren't in their extracurriculars they aren't doing sports music or schoolwork they're working on their pieces and like they're memorizing it's new stuff every single week and it blows my mind because sometimes i don't think i could ever be that dedicated <laughs> <laughs> and it's honestly scary <laughs> sometimes but um yeah our students are so dedicated we have such a big speech team right now like it's almost impossible to lose <laughs> but um you know we have our auditions like we only take people who are going to be that dedicated and it's a big honor to get on like students strive each year we get like 30 wanting to try out every year and maybe except five six really like it, it's it's something <laughs> is that part of the uh forensic yeah forensic league stuff? national forensic league yeah. oh yeah there was a girl there last year she did the um uh, the whoosh, whoosh thing where she's like switching characters. Yeah, and yeah. Man, she's awesome. Man, she was she did like three or four characters all herself, and like, you know what I mean? When she switched to one character, her whole stance and demeanor yeah, was different. And she switched like a, to another character, her that, accent. Like a, a dramatic interpretation or humorous interpretation. Yeah, that was that was like amazing, man. Like I never, I had never seen nothing like yeah, that. Yeah, it's know? amazing. Well, a couple of my friends do that, and it's just like watching them do that, and you can tell they enjoy it too. Like that's the other thing; these kids love it. You, like, you, you know what it reminded me of? Me, myself, and Irene. Like, <laughs> I mean, he was like, I've never Jim Carrey can pull that off, and it's like, man, Jim Carrey's a great actor, and I'm looking at her like, wow. Like <laughs> she's on that she in and I think when I watched her she had won like so many in a row herself. Right? Yeah. Yeah, she had won like that part of the competition like a couple mm -hmm. times in a row. I can't I'm sorry if her name escapes me. Right now, but it reminds me of there's this show called Whose Line Is It Is No. It? <laughs> I think it's called like Black Orphan Orphan Black. 
Orphan Black? Tatiana Mosley is the, is the actress in that. She plays seven characters in that show. What? Yeah. Seven characters? Uh-huh. Because it's about it. clones. So I, she plays I, all these different clones. I, you know what? I can totally see you watching that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can totally see you watching that. Yeah. It's about, I, do I need to watch that? I the think everybody should. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know. Another don't great know. one. There's this series on Netflix called The Characters, and every episode it's this new comedian, and they all play different characters <laughs> that <laughs> the show's called, and they just switch on and off, on and off, and I know it's like a re- pre-recorded show and everything, but it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like SNL, but like different episodes like that. That, that, <laughs> like, I like to watch it live, because she's like, she's like, uh, and then she'll yeah. like switch characters, and she'll and then switch to another character, and I'm just like, yo, like I, that that's Mr. that's Mr. Johnson. This will switch to like Miss Bumblebee, and this will switch to like freaking Captain America. This is like they make yeah. it look so easy, right? Like one character was smoking a cigarette, and I remember she was like standing like this with the cigarette, and it was like then she switched to the dude, and she's like standing with her hands on her head. And it was, yeah, man, I like stuff like that. I never seen nothing like that in. Um, that's kind of cool that the Ohio Valley has yeah. competitions like that that give kids an outlet. I don't want to say kids anymore because like 17 year olds are grown and then y'all have more access to the world than we had. So um, like here at the movement, what we do is we like to uh, give artists an outlet. You know what I mean? Um, there's not a lot of outlets here in the Valley, mm-hmm. you know, and even when you do approach some of them they you know i mean it's hard to get that opportunity and especially what we do like hip-hop and everything um do you find that like it do you think poetry is accepted you know what i mean like do you are you looked at funny because you do poetry because in my day and i don't want to i'm not trying to date myself so i'm not even gonna say but in my day like if you was if you, i mean it's like yeah he writes poetry like you know like well um, my past couple of years, I've been taking like college courses in high school, like CPAP classes, and um, poetry is a big part of it. And it's like at the beginning when we start talking about poetry, the teacher asks, "Who likes poetry?" <laughs> and it's like I raise my hand, and maybe one other weird girl in the back, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like everyone else is like asleep, and they're like, "Oh, not this again." And so I don't think high schoolers like when they think of it, they're thinking of like Robert Frost, Shakespeare, right. uh, like they're, they're not thinking like the modern slam poetry. They're not thinking Neil Hilborn or mm-hmm. button poetry or like all those great poets on mm-hmm. there. I can't even, there's so many, I couldn't even name them. <laughs> um, and I just wish there was more outlets for kids to experience that type. Cause I really think it could help so many kids. I like, it's helped me. And I wish teachers were more open to showing that. But it's still kind of viewed as, oh, not this again. Really? <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it has, like, a little bit of a stigma attached to it because yeah. because they, they, they seem to have a one-dimensional view of what it is. Right. And so I think, you know, that's what's so great about our show and all the other poetry things that are happening. Like, the Blue Church was doing stuff for a while, um, is that we get to kind of breathe, you know, breathe a breath of fresh air into it and I think I mean at least what we've seen is that young people are really being attracted to it now as we reinterpret 
what poetry is. Huh. Yeah, um I went to one at the at the Blue Church. Mm-hmm. And and I always remember the one guy he he uh he shakes. Mm-hmm. But he and and um but he you know what I mean like I I, I kind of like it <laughs> cuz he still gets up there right. and he's still like saying the words and the paper's just shaking but you know like Sometimes I just want to go over there and talk to him. Like, calm down, man. Like, you're 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 pretty good. Like, I like I like what you do and stuff like that. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, I like the fact that he's fighting. I can tell that he's fighting through something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he he's obviously so nervous that he's like literally shaking. I don't know if you've ever seen him. Actually, he was at the open mic. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. He he, he performed second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, remember because he was supposed to perform oh. first. And he was ready for that. <laughs> and then when he had to perform second, it like, oh, he I got know, a little, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I like the fact that he, you know what I mean? You can obviously tell. So it means mm-hmm. something to him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if I, I don't know the guy, but I'm thinking in my head, like, man, like he really wants to get these words out. Like it mm-hmm. really means something to him. It's like being afraid of heights and then still climbing a ladder two or three feet or yeah. two or three stories you know what i mean like his name is his name is vince hey vince hey vince <laughs> yeah yeah man so shout out to vince man like th- that's really really cool and awesome like and um do you think it's do, do you think with the outlets now it's like easier to be yourself because we didn't have facebook okay we didn't have facebook and we had to actually like dial our internet. We had to actually like call it. Like <laughs> literally, there was a <laughs> phone number that popped up on the screen, you know. And they called and made this big weird noise, and like no one else was allowed on the phone in your house while you were on. And like, yeah, these were these were like old people problems. So we didn't have that. We the our um, only outlet was AOL Messenger and stuff like that. Like that <laughs> that seems so funny. Like I can just text somebody now. <laughs> but um, do you think with all the outlets that they have, the YouTubes, the Facebooks, the Instagram, do you think it's easier to, to, to kind of like put yourself out there? I definitely think social media has helped so much with kids like opening up and being themselves. Like I can tell you five years ago before I had like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of that, I would shake if you asked me to talk in front of a group of people. And now it's like, I can play ukulele and sing on my Instagram. I can show my photography, which I was so scared to show people. I can perform poetry on YouTube if I want. Like I can literally do anything and it's all in the palm of my hand. Right. And like it's anyone has access to that. And since there's so many different groups of people, there's no like clicks or anything on social media like there is in real life. Yeah. And I think that's so awesome for kids to have such an open space to just express what they want to express, whether that's like opinions music art no one's gonna judge you because you get your followers you know those people want to see it and they're gonna support you and it's I've it's never, honestly changed my life <laughs> no i've never I, well it, it is your life i mean yeah like, yeah yeah, yeah you, my you, life. yeah so you were there say like oh you're addicted you're always on your phone Maybe everyone is everyone is first off second off if it makes me happy and it allows me to open up and as weird as it sounds, you're opening up to a little black box. Yeah, I wanted to ask that. Is that like, the same as opening up? It honestly is, because once you press that button, you press send, everyone sees it, and everyone knows that's you. So then it gives you 
more confidence to do that in person, or at least it has for me, like performing my poetry, um, going to concerts and experiencing music and posting that and showing people what I'm interested in. Really? It's opened me up to so many friendships. See, every once in a while, like talking talking to like someone from Willem Park or another high school, like, yeah, I'll realize we're, I'm Our old. Our school supports <laughs> it too. Like every teacher almost has like an, T- like a Twitter for us to interact with and get what? our work and everything. Really? Like not the teacher specifically, but for the class. Like it's well honestly see, so cool. This is and like I said, I mean every once in a while like y'all really make me see where the generational gap is because <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> lost on that. Like I understand the uh it may be because I grew up in a different time, but I understand the opening up and I understand having an outlet to release. Period. Yeah. But like I still feel like I'm losing something if I'm not opening up to people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I still feel like there's a piece that I'm still afraid to give to me if I'm not open or Mm -hmm. afraid to give out, if I'm not opening up to people, if I'm only putting it out on social media, if I'm only playing my ukulele on video, if I'm not, you know what I mean, taking the time to say, hey, listen to this, I just wrote that, you know? Mm -hmm. Do you, is that the same with, do you think it's the same with your generation? Yeah, I think we all have our secret parts of ourselves that we don't release onto anything. And I think we're all a bit scared to when it comes down to not just putting it into a little phone and when it comes to actually opening up to real human interaction for it. I think there's definitely a block there where, you know, we just... (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, I, I know there's parts of, like, my writing I've will not share like and I like to have that it's just for me and it's my little safe zone and I think it's cool to see the different the difference between social media and human interaction uh Sarah you you work in the school system right Mm -hmm. do do you find that the personality on social media is different from when you're talking to an actual student with the students I mean, I'm I'm coming a little bit from the same generational gap that you right, are. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think with social media, we get to choose what we what we post. Right. Uh, whereas with with actual people, you know, with our family or whoever, they know all of us. Right. Because I was just thinking the other day, I, I don't even remember, but I, I was I was doing something, and I remember thinking, if people knew that <laughs> I, that I did that, like like the thing, the only person that knows is my mom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. So, yeah, we get to choose what we put on social media, but it's definitely not all of us. It's definitely not, you know, there are still layers that to peel back, and I think you can't. I think that's why human interaction is so important. Right. Yeah. But, um... But I face this problem, like, you know, working in the school system, our school is huge on social media, so I feel like I have to have a school... I have a school-based Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really a fan you know, mm-hmm. of of that thing. But I feel like I have to to interact with students. And also because I do, you know, these shows and to promote these shows or because I have my website where I promote local artists, um, I sort of have an aversion. Like, I'm not really into it. I don't really want to be on social media that much. But I also know and I people keep telling me that if you want to have an audience or a following, it's a necessary evil. Right. You have to have that social media presence. So I struggle with that. Right. We have a movement, uh, Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, but see, I I've tweeted <coughs> you yesterday. Did you? Yeah. I've never. I have not <laughs> tweeted one. T- I am not a tweeter. Yeah. I have not done it <laughs> once. Not once. And I and I'm going to break down and I'm going to do it this year. 
And this is only for the people because, you know, I walk around town and we get a lot of opinions about the um, the podcast. And people love it, man. This dude at work, man. Shout out to Chandler, man. He, like, loves it. He's like, man, you know, I listened to it yesterday. Like, so, I mean, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of. Uh, opinions. Yeah, a lot yeah. of opinions. A lot of uh, appreciation, actually. And. So I want to give them an avenue to be able to, like, maybe ask some questions and, you know. Right. And, and that's the only reason why I want Twitter. It's not to put myself out. It's just to receive more. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there, like, you say there's no, there's no, there's no clicks on, on uh, Facebook or Twitter. And that makes sense. But is there a type of tweeter? Is there, like, a oh. type of Facebooker? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I know someone who, you know, I, I can tell you what she ate, like, yesterday yeah. and the day before and the day before. And that's pretty much, like, that, that's a normal thing for her. Whereas, like, my other friend, you know, he's more media conscious. So I get, like, pictures of wars that I had no idea that were going yeah. on and stuff like that. Is there, like, a certain... There's definitely, t- like, <coughs> the political tweeters, <laughs> the... Um, Oh my god, my boyfriend just broke up with me. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I just got back together with my boyfriend. <laughs> tweeters and then like you I'm usually just like just random. Like I don't really place myself in anything. I think there's there's definitely like people, but all these people come together and share. Yeah. So it's like Yeah, I agree. I think it, I mean definitely for because you're talking about being in high school and maybe if you grew up I grew up in a very small town. And so uh, being a liker of writing and poetry and reading and also identifying in the LGBTQ community, y- humans can kind of exile you, whereas on social media you can find community. So mm-hmm. so it does have that. As far as writing? Or, or just being just anything, really. Like knowing you have people there to support you. Is that, is that like a... Is that a, can you fight on social media? Now, now I know that you can. I know that you can bring attention to a problem or an issue, but can you fight on social media? Do you need to still gather and present yourself? You know what I mean? Like it, social media is huge and it, and it does reflect the opinion. I, I'm not sure, I'm not even sure if it really reflects the opinion of the masses, but I know that it gives like a little, it gives like the minimum reflection of what people are thinking. You know what I mean? Like the, maybe like the underlying issue, but not really like the deep rooted issues that people are thinking. So can you fight on social media or fight with social media? I think you can fight with it for sure. Like what these wars going on and this political race going on, it brings awareness to people who maybe five years ago wouldn't know what you're talking about like I've kept so up to date with everything going on just because of social media and like because I have such a busy life I don't have time like at night to just sit down and watch the news and and even if I did it's boring to me (laughs) like being honest like I don't find enjoyment just like sitting there and listening to people talk about and like shootings murders wars but then I go on Twitter and I see like BuzzFeed articles, like this new thing, the Odyssey articles, I don't know if you've seen that, with like a community of people like sharing their opinion on it and real facts and it's not covered up by big businesses and everything. Right. Like, I. That's what I like to see. Um. <laughs> with social media though, in the, with the aspect of fighting with people, I mean, I'll, I'll, yeah, people disagree 
um, and sometimes I don't know the like can you you, I, you can solve you can solve problems with social media in that you can find like-minded people mm-hmm. and you can make groups and you can like be so, you know have solidarity but also it seems like when you disagree with people the knee-jerk reaction is just to they block you or you don't have conversations it's yeah. just that is you, true and I think they wouldn't be able to say it to your face <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is true all right so Here's a question. If you got, like, do you think when you're protesting and, and uh, you know, fighting for a cause, do you think that creative art should be more present? And when I say that, I mean it should be more reflected in the music. Uh, painters should reflect that in their painters. Poets should reflect the times in their poetry. Do you think there should be more of that to help uh you know what I mean? Like fight, like not not just hey, I'm I'm throwing a protest here, come meet me here. But do you think like the all around community of the U.S. should take part of that? And that's creative with creative arts. Like, do you think they could play a bigger role? I mean, yeah, I think so. Um, I I don't know that. I mean, I feel like that's maybe some people would be hesitant to do that art wise because. I feel like as artists, when sometimes when they take a stance, they're told to shut up and make music or you know whatever whatever it is. Right. So so I feel like there might be some hesitancy to do that. Um, but I think I mean definitely. I don't think art can help but reflect what's going on in the world. Right, and 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 I I, I I'm going to make a new verb. I'm going to call it Dixie Chick. because i felt like i felt like everybody not everybody because obviously there was a certain amount of a population that just wasn't getting it like bush was at least to me in my opinion was one of the worst presidents of all time um in my lifetime i'm going to go as far as like what was done for me and my community and america and my views of it i'm going to say Clinton was the best president in my lifetime and I'm one of the people that's like okay Obama's one of the best presidents of my lifetime and not because I'm black Mm -hmm. and he's black but because just look at the damn stats like they're there yeah not in a sarcastic way right right no thanks Obama right not in a sarcastic way thank you Uh, yeah yeah so I mean like and I and I'm like, dude, if if your biggest problem is that he gave everyone health care, <laughs> and I'm like, you do realize the whole world has universal health care, and we were we're a country that's overpaid compared in comparison. We have we actually have the extra money to give, and then uh, I hear people like, well, it's been reported that so and so had to pay three hundred dollars a month, and I don't know none of these people like. Mm-hmm. I have no clue who these people are. Like, I've never met someone yet who's had to pay, like, an, an, a ridiculous amount every month. I've never met that person. So, you know, hey, if that, if you exist, like, tweet me. <laughs> tweet <laughs> that. Yeah. We have that now. I actually, this year, went to, to the doctor for the first time in probably three years. Really? Yeah. Because I have, yeah. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm with you. I haven't yeah. been in, like, seven. I don't, I don't want to be told that I'm sick because I feel great. Yeah, <laughs> like I feel like the minute I get there, he's gonna be like, "You're sick," and I'm gonna be like, "Ah," you know. So yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been. I don't think in like seven. I'm I'm a little bit afraid. So, <laughs> but now I'm getting old. I'm breaking down. I need to go. 
but uh yeah i mean as far but you know dixie chicks stood out against it and they were like yo you know hey open your eyes bushes and doing good and the next thing you know like I, and they made it like america went crazy and i'm yeah. thinking to myself like no like this is exactly what i want i want someone to stand up i want someone mm-hmm. with a name and a voice who can reach people to stand up and say hey man like you know this is this is kind of messed up i i never understood that i never mm-hmm. i i couldn't yeah their, I mean? their careers never really recovered from that no they never did and it was only because they had a voice and they had an opinion well i know definitely with this election you see more and more stars like that are out in the public siding with people and it's just cool to see their opinions on it because you know they have such an influence on our culture right but it but it's just it's just an opinion it's just hey this is what it is if i feel like if if you're uh, a country singer give me a country song if you're a rapper give me a rap song like portray it in your art give it to me in a form that's going to be here tomorrow Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because not everyone's going to read this tweet you know and it's not going to it's going to we're going to receive it as your opinion but it's not going to resonate you know what i mean like give me that catchy uh verse or that yeah couple lines that stick with me you know give me a metaphor that that paints a picture i was gonna say this reminds me of the first time i love common yeah and the first time i heard i used to love her and yeah. I got to the end, and my mind was blown, and I was like, "This whole song is a metaphor." Really? Like, I was like, "This is awesome." Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was off the uh, "For Water for Chocolate" album, I think, uh, right after the Electric Circus, which was just. Uh, and someone's gonna tell me I'm wrong, <laughs> but I think that's no "For Water Like uh, For Water Like Chocolate." Was, no, that was his first one. Actually, I think that was the album right after Electric Circus that he did with Kanye. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, had to reference it. But that's kind of weird. You listen to Common. I Common's, love Common. Common's a, uh, he's a poetic writer. I feel like writer. he's a poetic and conscientious, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he writes poetry and then just puts it to music. Mm-hmm. You like know his I mean? song, The Light. Oh, oh you got <laughs> You got to go back and listen to um, old school Common when mm-hmm. he was Common Sense. Yeah. Like, he's so, like, hardcore, man. He's like, I'm on the block. Like, he's so different than yeah. just sort of. You know, resin. He started when I had the youth group. You know, when the kids first come in, their their music reflects what they listen to. So it was always like a sixteen year old or fifteen year old coming in, like I got guns and da 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 da. da. And <laughs> I'd be like, dude, I'd be like, listen, listen. And I would always let them record that song. Like I would mm-hmm. let them get that out, talk about your gun, whatever, man. Yeah. So then you know, once you talk to them, I'm like, hey, man, listen. Maybe if you want to. I'm not saying you can't write about guns. Like, I can't tell you what you can't write about. Mm-hmm. But maybe you should, like, take a different approach because there's a 100 people out there writing about guns. Maybe you should take a different approach. Maybe you should write about, like, how the bullet sounds coming out or how it felt to pull the trigger. And that sounds, like, morbid. But, you know what I mean? It made them look at it a, a, in a different way, like how it smelled, like how it felt. That That's, that's what I want to hear. And being that they didn't have a gun, they couldn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then they found, okay, well, this is how you know this made me feel and you know now they started writing about stuff that is really reflective to a 15 or 16 year old you know what i mean like i always tell them that no matter how good the beat is someone's going to sit down and listen yeah Yeah. right so if you have a cause and everything do you feel like uh do you feel like they're judged do you feel like do you feel like your generation stars are judged on their opinion even though they have more of an outlet to voice their opinion 
than we've ha ever had. Um, they're definitely judged by certain people, but considering their followers are people who support them more or less, I think they're they're getting a lot more positive positive feedback now than yeah. like a few years ago before all this. They might have been shunned for it, <laughs> and you know, taken out of the taken out of the spotlight. Yeah, I don't think they're judged as harshly, and sometimes I think maybe they're even expected to, mm -hmm. since they when do now? have that voice. I yeah. don't know. I feel I like know. I feel like back in the day you actually had to do something for your career to end. I, I feel like now, like all you have to do is just disagree, yeah. and then people are like, "Oh, I hate you. You don't know what you're talking." Like I feel like, I feel like you know what I mean. Like there's a there's a certain amount or a certain percentage of trolls out there mm -hmm. that are just there to just be like you suck and da, da 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 and that normally brings another percentage that agrees with them yeah well, i mean there's definitely some opinions that stars i think need to keep to themselves because it's like they are there for their job more right. or less mm -hmm. like i have my cable because i want to see you do that i don't right. want to hear you support homophobia and trump like i right, don't right, want right, to right, <laughs> right. hear that like if i hear that yeah. then i'm automatically against you like it's right. just like I, I i don't like that kind of um you know i, I think out there. i think it's more of when they i think it's more of when they voice an opinion and don't really know what they're talking about because yeah. then mm -hmm. you yeah. sound like you don't know what you're talking about or when you voice an opinion and you've never been you, you've never had an opinion about that before yeah. and yeah. now all of a sudden you want to throw one out you know mm -hmm. and then people are like well where the hell did you come from I, I think like that to see stars taking initiative with their opinion not just saying it to say yeah. it I, I like when, when they support things that they've lived through or mm. are honest about that that's what I like yeah um, that, yeah, that, yeah something that's affected their lives personally you know yeah. what I mean it's like um, you know uh, let's say autism you know mm -hmm. if you've never had to deal with autism and you've never seen it it, it kind of feels sh i don't want to say it's appreciated but it kind of feels shallow when you're just like hey i got an extra hundred million dollars or you know a couple extra thousand hey i'll just give it to those autistic people because you you know what i mean that's what it feels like you're just like give it to the, it the slow like people like yeah. it feels like they're like, doing it for the media and the coverage right of it, it. right <laughs> the substance behind your donation isn't there yeah you know so do you feel like um do you feel like there's causes out there let's say um let's say black lives matter right mm -hmm. and do you feel like rappers in particularly oh. should be kendrick lamar that's like one of my favorite rappers <laughs> so like, funny. i know it sounds weird coming from me but it's like <laughs> i just sit down and he has a story behind what he's saying and like he has a message in it he's not just rapping it to get the money from it like you feel what he's saying, J. Cole. And like especially J. Cole. I like that too. <laughs> I know. It's like I, 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 it sounds weird coming from like just you know a little sixteen-year-old girl like me, but like I love rap music, and I hate that people bash it because it has such a message behind it most of the time. I mean, you do get you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's with all form of music yeah. you know country mm -hmm. had uh achy breaky heart <laughs> carry my beard i can i can go on yeah um i think for me though i'm speaking for, um i always f like i i feel my connection i feel like to, to rap or hip-hop was i always felt felt that it was the most authentic mm -hmm. um 
that that I did feel the most emotion. You know, it made me feel the most emotion from it. And I and I also think that that it was the biggest reflection of what was happening in the communities or or whatever. You know, what's weird is uh, you know I, I really like to hear y'all's opinions on this, but there's going to be. And this isn't my opinion, but there's going to be a certain amount of people that listen to this and be like, these white girls don't know what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Like, da, 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 da. Now, I, I say it different. I say that if you listen to it, maybe you do know what we're talking about. If you listen to it and maybe you didn't have to, I, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like it was given to you for you to listen to, for you to pay attention to. So if you did pay attention to it, maybe you have pictures of somewhat some of the things that were happening. You know what I mean? Do you feel that way? Do you like... I'm not just listening to be like, oh my god, I listen to rap music. Like, I'm so cool. Like, right. <laughs> I love alcohol and everything. Like, no. I, <laughs> like, I listen to it because I love lyrics. I've always been a person who pays it the most attention to lyrics, and I think they have the best lyrics out there. Like, I can sit down and every single song, maybe they have the same beat, maybe they have that, but they have something to say. And I think that's amazing. And it's interesting you s- you, could, you should you said that because that's what I feel too. I've always kind of just coming from a writing background, like li- lyrics first right. has always been my <laughs> my so thing. And so that's what I'm drawn to. And so like when I listen to Common and I, he- you know, when I hear him say, uh, went backstage and I bumped into Stevie. He said, no matter what, the people going to see me. Like I was, as a writer, you're like, oh, she just recited Common. I was like, that, that's <laughs> that's what I'm drawn to. And you're right. Like you know, I don't. Pretend to know. Yeah, maybe I can't like personally relate to it, but I see it in our community, and I see it in the United States. I see it around the world. Like, right? You're not naive. You're not. Yeah. Because back in the day, it used to be, and this, and I say, I got a line in the poem that we'll we'll be doing September 10th at the Town Gate Theater in Center Willing, but (laughs) and it pretty much says, you know what I mean? Like, now all of a sudden, Black Lives Matter because it's on the news, it's on the media. But rap has been saying this shit for 40 years. We gave you uh, fuck the police. We gave you cop killer. Th- you know what I mean? And and these were songs that once they were performed, NWA was arrested on stage. Ice Cube wasn't allowed, or I, sorry, Ice-T wasn't allowed to perform certain places and he definitely wasn't allowed to perform cop killer. Yeah. And they made him to be a martyr for cop killer where he was just trying to bring attention to the situation. That was 20, 30 years ago. So what so it's like you know rap music and hip hop has been giving you that same picture for 30 30 40 years why is it just now black lives matter you know what i mean like i think with definitely social media really i think it's definitely become more apparent to people and they're it's bringing awareness honestly like uh <laughs> like i see it on twitter every day Someone else is getting shot. Someone else is getting arrested. Someone else is getting choked. Yeah, just and it's, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and I think when we, I mean, obviously, I'm I. Sp- you're right. I sp- that I speak from a place of white privilege, and so I do not understand what that oppression is like. Um, you know, and, and but I recognize that you know when I was growing up, I was not taught, or when I get pulled over by the police, like I'm not afraid, and so you know those types of things. Um, I don't even know, like, that I have words for it. Right. You know what I mean? Have you had any run-ins with the cops or anything like that? Have they have they um, messed with you at all? Or any of your friends, do you know? Well, it's like, I go to Wheeling Park. It is a very diverse school, and right. I see the oppression even in that. Really? I, it's, it's there. It's right. like, 
you associate certain parts of the school with these certain people, certain attitudes with these certain people, certain words. Is that is that, but is that a click aspect of high school though? Um, I'm not even sure if you can associate it with clicks. It's definitely, um, it's like you. We have this word hicks. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like hicks are in the basement doing welding. Right. You know, it's like okay, like I see you, what you're like saying. You have like that, and then like you also have definitely like. Uh, african-american versus white with a lot of things but here's the other thing some of the most successful kids i've seen at this school haven't even been white like and that's what i love about park like i don't know if that's weird saying but like <coughs> everyone's given the same opportunity whether or not you take it that's up to you that you know what and then you said park is really diverse and this brings up another question like i grew up also i grew up in atlanta um Ten years in Atlanta, ten years in a place like Virginia Beach. Mm -hmm. um, then I grew up here. Now the aspect of diversity in Atlanta and Virginia Beach is totally different from yeah, here. Yeah. Diversity <laughs> here, and and I'm just I gotta put this out there because people there's some people listening that's never been to Ohio Valley. They haven't been to a smaller community. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, as far as Atlanta and VA goes, it's very diverse. Yeah. Like it's not <laughs> just black and white. Like you have a, a diverse Filipino community. Shout out Yazzie. Uh, you have a black a, a black community. You have a white community. You have a Puerto Rican community. You have a Mexican. Like you can actually tell the difference between a Mexican and a Puerto Rican there. Like you know what I mean. Whereas here, like everyone's just Mexican. You know. So, um, do you think, like, when you say like diversity, like? Is that considered? It's diverse for the Ohio Valley. There you go. <laughs> like, like, like people out there don't know because people out there who are living in a bigger city, when they hear diversity, they think all the cultures. Yeah, let's put it more or less. We're in a very Caucasian community, and there's more than Caucasian. Right. <laughs> um, so, but with that being said, do you believe that that creates more of a wall? You know what I mean? Because um, let's say my cultural day in Virginia Beach, like that shit was like a smorgasbord. <laughs> it was like people would bring in like foods from um, from like you know uh, the Philippines, and I think I talked to New York about Balu, which is a half embryo or whatever, like and stuff like that. Like, uh, do you think do you think that plays a part in how people? present themselves through their art like you know what I mean like if you if you don't know why Spanish people dance the way they dance if you don't know why they eat tortillas if you don't know why like you're just looking at them like hey why, why are they eating tortillas like you know what I mean like do you go into it trying to see a familiarity or um, I feel like we're all born and have been influenced by certain stereotypes and beliefs and ideals about each culture mm -hmm. and I try to see past that at least I know a lot of like just still it's like in my mind like oh I expect that from them oh I expect that from that culture but I'm I think more and more you're seeing that people are more than what's been stereotyped on them I, that's really awesome because I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that um you know at least someone in this generation thinks like that because i mean you used the word oppression oppressed earlier i don't mm -hmm. think it's more i don't think it's 
it's oppressed anymore. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of a stigma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? For I sure. think it's a reflection of the of the generation before and the generation before that. Because now we have a, a more of a power and more of a hand to put in and more of a you know what I mean, more more um more pat more uh, history and everything to add to the conversation. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we're a lot more powerful than we were three years and I don't mean like we as in black people I mean like all minorities Mexican, you know what I mean Spanish I mean yeah. all minorities so I don't want to say oppressed I want to say stigma but <coughs> I do have those instances where when I'm pulled over like my hands have to be on top of the steering wheel mm-hmm. like I don't reach for nothing until he comes over you know what I mean and even then I'm still hey man I'm reaching for my wallet because I have a friend and when we got pulled over I got arrested with his mom. Shout out, Miss Judy. Um, <laughs> we got pulled over in ferry by ferry cops. They pull all four of us out of the car. My, uh, is there someone knocking at the door? Oh uh, yeah, I thought I, I didn't think I thought Were I. Were you? You want me to go check? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go okay. see who's at the door. Wait, someone. We have a special guest. We have a special guest. <laughs> uh, wow. Jeez, they want to come in. Well, they probably know we're recording and they can't hear us. Are we, uh, I'm going to stop this. Huh? <gasps> New York's in a building. Ah, New York's in the building. <laughs> you want to share my mic? Surely. Share, share, uh, <sighs> tell her, tell her we're going to, um, hey, we're going to set you up a mic, get you all ready here in the next, well, uh. If she wants to use mine, because I got work at 12. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay, um, one last question. One All last right. question. How do you think you're going to do on September 10th? Oh, I'm, I'm ready to share some of my work, and I think, I think it's going to be a new experience for me. I'm hoping that I can stick with it, and I hope um, Sarah will want me to stay a part of it. That's cool. That's <laughs> cool. And this is your first show, right? Yeah. So come see uh, Maya at... The Towngate Theater, September 10th. She'll be performing for the first time. <laughs> yes. And, and uh, once again, where can we uh, get some, some photography from you? Uh, at Chronicles of Maya on Instagram. So go check that out, peoples. And, uh, well, it was nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. It was nice. It was nice actually hearing, like, like you know, I talk to a lot of uh, people around your age. They're not as, as open-minded as you. And maybe it's because you're right. You know what I mean? But... That's really awesome, man. I'm, I'm glad that uh, at least the next generation is starting <laughs> to make sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's awesome. So, you have a great, 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 great weekend, Thank and it was you very, very, very nice talking to you. You too. And uh, anytime you want to come back and do some poetry or promote your, uh, awesome. Feel free to come back. Okay. Thank you. No problem. Take it easy. All right, that's kind of cool that you popped in, Charmaine, because um, this is actually the second half of the show. Maya w- was with us earlier. She did some poetry. We talked about um, uh, social media, how it affects uh, political aspects. Of, yeah, man. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you should, yeah if you was here, you could have got in on that conversation. Um, okay. It was really cool, though, man. She's really open-minded. And, um, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> She's really open-minded, it's, you know, and it, it just shows that, We've come, we've come a long way, man. Like, that's all I'm gonna say. I know that's right. We got Sarah Soundcheck with us today, Charmaine. I see. That's hey, hey. Uh, so, 
It's my mentor. She doesn't know it. <laughs> but I hey. follow her so I can be more like her every day. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we, uh, got a lot of reviews for the episode which you co-hosted. <laughs> people were people people were like, "Were y'all mad about the deal?" I was like, "No, nah, man." Like, <laughs> that's no, how we talked to right. Each other. I was like, "Hey, hey, hey." She had an opinion. I had an opinion. I was just, you know, what I'm saying. I was like, "She was going in." I just started going, "Yeah, man." People were mad. They were like, "I don't know now." Now that she said that, I might just go see an Adele concert. And I was like, "No, no, no." Like, you no, know, see, that's the point. They they need to go see Adele. Adele. Yes. I almost brought her up when we were talking about social media because. She, like, got drunk and tweeted some stuff, and now she's not allowed to tweet her own Twitter. She has, like, a Twitter person. <laughs> <laughs> or, or they li- or they, or she tweets, and it must go somewhere to be approved first. What? <laughs> Sometimes yeah. it's like that. A lot of people, trust me, there's a Put lot the of videos. <clears throat> sorry. There's a lot of videos that uh, have come out with some famous people. The famous cheeseburger one with... Uh, David Hasselhoff. Hasselhoff. Hey, no. Mel Gibson <laughs> flying off the deep end. Naomi Campbell when she broke, uh, smacked that lady in the. the <laughs> okay, but Naomi Campbell's has smacked at least she smacks at least two or three bitches a month. Like that's like that's like part of her her Morning. her whole her whole motif. Like I like she's not Naomi Campbell to me unless she smacked a bitch already this week. Like I don't even want to look her up now. Warning. Naomi Campbell may smack a bitch. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> hey, remember she hit the one chick with the phone? She yes. hit a chick with a whole phone. Like bloop. Like an old school phone. Like a rotary phone. Like an old school when cell phones were like yes. two feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> like and they she had a suitcase. Right, right. Kids don't even know. That's funny. You cannot pop Pokemon Go on that shit. I'm telling you right <laughs> now. You'd be ghost busting. Right. We have um so now if, uh thanks for uh, joining in for the second half of the show. We got Sarah Soundcheck, Charmaine, or NY. However, you, what do you want to go by today? Listen, uh, you people call me Charmaine. People call me Miz. People call me Miss New York. If you are in the battle rap world, you know me as she loves battle rap. So I don't care. As long as you ain't calling me bitch, we good. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, you ever listen to battle rap? Uh, I'm from Charmaine's page, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, who was that you had on there live the other day? Which one? Oh, when I was, was it the uh, Av, the Sh- Av versus Rum Nitty? Oh, I think that was it, actually. Yeah. Yeah, you were showing it live. Yeah. You were just like, where's his bars? Where's his bars? <laughs> I was like, man, like, calm down. It's coming. I was like, it's coming. He's just bringing, he bringing it around the corner. Calm down. No, um, did you see uh, the John John versus Big T? I didn't. Oh, Lord. I'm yeah, I, I'm getting my rap, my battle rap knowledge from you. Oh. I'm just letting you know that. Like, you are now my official battle rap go-to person. I'm your battle rap guru? Fuck <laughs> yeah. battle rap guru. I mean, who else am I going to go to? Hey, thank y'all for tuning in to the Movement 304 Presents Hip Hop Matters. Hey, Sarah Soundcheck stopped by, gave us a great episode. Maya came by with her poetry. And look who's stopping in for part two, Ms. New York. Hey, make sure you go to iTunes, look us up, rate, subscribe, give us all them likes and stars and do what you do. Hey, don't forget to comment and review. Hey, we're all at the Movement 304. Hip-hop matters.